0: Welcome back to Free Markets Green Earth uh, with the uh, two, two Liberty Hippie, Freaky Deaky, uh, Free Market, environmentally friendly people, um, myself. They don't want to know how freaky deaky, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. Nicky P over there. Um, yeah, we're, we're back with uh, episode six and uh, yeah, we got some, we're, we're, some things we're making to talk headway. about. On that, uh,
1: that elusive number seven that nothing ever makes a past.
0: Yeah, we, we should, we should record three episodes tonight just to be safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got time, I suppose. <laughs> I still gotta, I still gotta edit uh, my own, Wednesday episode and I should probably record an introvert musician episode today too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, Nikki, we, we both grew up in New York, um everything goes back to New York. What the, why? Uh, anyway, um, it's the bastion of progressivism. That's why uh, I don't know. I, I, um, one of the things we used to, I, I was South of the Adirondacks. Um, and there was a huge, I mean, that was a huge park, you know, I think it was one of the, one of the biggest on the, the East coast, the Adirondack, um, you know, Adirondack mountain park Ad- Adirondack park, I guess. I don't know. Um, but Cuomo keeps adding to it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, over time it's, it's, it's gotten beat up and used and abused. And, uh, you know, the state, uh, state has introduced these, these big tourist policies. They're trying to attract people there to the mountains and, uh, and they did a good job with it, I guess. I guess the state made a bunch of money, but, um, you know, there's, there's some repercussions with that. And, uh, I don't know. Did you ever get up to the mountains?
1: Um, I've never been up to those mountains in particular,
0: mm-hmm.
1: though I'm obviously very familiar with some of the politics of how that all works and has gone. Um, you know, we've had a number of issues within the state with, uh, state parks. I uh, and, you know, anytime that there is some type of budget shortfall, you know, the first thing to get slashed is the... The cheapest thing that they do, because they don't put mm-hmm. the necessary resources into the land resources that they have, but it's the the one that's most visible. So they shut those off as a way to coerce taxpayers into doing the things that they want
0: to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. It's true. That's you know the the forest rangers want more more rangers, and uh, state says no because you know. We we need more more police to uh, arrest people for for marijuana because that's where the money is, you know, but um, or whatever it is they're arresting them for anyway. Some something nonviolent. They're dope. yeah something you know something they can throw them away for life for. <laughs> but um, so you know I, I bring up the mountains because uh, I don't know. There's there's been some news about. Um, the the biggest the biggest mountain in the world though? is it the biggest mountain the highest point is there a difference I There's probably know. a difference but I
1: don't know fundamentally what it would be I mean technically <laughs> is it a mountain is it a mountain range like what makes the the difference between those things
0: I don't know no, we, we should we should look we should look so what are we, what are we, we going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about <clears throat> Governmental
1: land management, because we had a wonderful story that you, you you drew to my attention about what could arguably be one of the most beautiful natural resources out in the world,
0: Mount Everest. Yeah, you, you got to get up to the top see how beautiful it is i guess I don't, I don't know i assume at the bottom it looks like everything else in the uh it looks like rocks to me but you know yeah <laughs> rocks and and snow and maybe some garbage maybe some some bodies maybe who knows what right
1: there's a lot to appreciate uh, in your own local habitat in your own local natural environments yeah you
0: know yeah it, There. there is there really is um
1: I, I, anyone who grew up in New York State uh, can say that we we did grow up in one of the most beautiful
0: places on Earth, believe it or not. We did, we did, we did. I think it has it has spoiled me. Uh, you know, everywhere I go, I'm looking for all that outdoor and the, the different sort of ecosystems that are there. And you know, you just it's, uh, well, it's hard it's, to find. Hard it's to find. odd because <laughs> as
1: much as we've spent time talking shit on New York, the first. <laughs> Two weeks of every season change are arguably more beautiful than any other place on the planet. Yeah. Now, after those seasons change, well... <laughs> Seasons tend to tend to do things very quickly there also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, spring's then, great until it's so wet you can't do anything and fall's gorgeous until the leaves are gone, at which point it's the most barren wasteland you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Basically it looks lasts, like Mordor. Drags. You know, snow is fantastic when it first falls until everything once again is so freaking wet it's just a giant grey mud pit. Mm-hmm. Summer's beautiful
0: mm-hmm. For the two weeks that it lasts, <laughs> I know that was that was uh, that's always our thing, man. You know, it's just it's tough. It's tough. I'd rather be uh, hot than cold. I think I don't know, but I would not. So. I'll take the snow any any day myself.
1: But that's why I'm still up north, and I'm entertaining no notions of moving down south. <laughs>
0: But we digress. So, well, you're talking about snow. You're talking about snow, and, and there's snow on, on top of a mountain. Um, you know, on top of top of Mount Everest. So, um, It's not like New York doesn't have its own
1: mountains. It does. What's it strange, does. though, is I've never heard of problems like we're going to get into happening on any of those ski resort mountains.
0: No, not, not to the extent... Um, uh, you know I, I i don't think to the extent but they they you know they got their their own issues um you know it's all about the i guess the the degree of how crappy things are how messed thing up things are um but we also you know i think the systems are are a little bit different even though it is kind of that state run um can i do a little system. a little future
1: future casting mm, here mm. um i'm going to guess that we are probably going to talk about unforeseen circumstances and regulation, and problems with incentives. Is that a pretty safe bet for what today's episode is going to be about?
0: Uh, um, I are you are you related to Miss Cleo? <laughs> I I'm not black, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, call me I for mean, your you free know, reading. So d- <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea how to get on Mount Everest? If you wanted to climb Mount Everest, is this something that um, you could just, you know... Well, I am now no longer
1: incentivized to try and climb Mount Everest because apparently, like, there's lines waiting to get to the top. Like, if there's that many people doing it, it doesn't seem like that much of a feat
0: anymore. <laughs> there's, there's only lines when the gondola breaks. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, There's there's freaking traffic jams, um, on Mount Everest. Like th- this, uh, when did Hillary, uh, ascend? Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's something we're still talking about in, you know, relatively recent terms. Um, you know, so it's, it's, for something to go, um, to be so, so difficult, um, that, you know, when, when one person does it, it's this big celebrated feat. Um, so yeah, 19, May twenty nine, nineteen fifty three. 1953. It's very, very, when is this? Look, look at that. May 29th. That's going to be when the show releases. Look at that magic.
1: That is pretty impressive. Um, Maybe I am more psychic than I thought.
0: Uh-huh. So, it, so the in 1953, right? I mean, we're what? 50, 60, odd, 70, 70 years later, 75 years later almost. Um, and we have traffic jams on top of this, this mountain. Um, how, do, how does that happen? You know, How do you go from... One person being, you know, this, this crazy feat and in 70 years, we have traffic jams. Um, incentives. Ah, incentives. But who's incentivized? I mean, it's a mountain. You know, it's just, this Okay. big, rocky peak covered in see, frozen see, water. What you have here is a
1: confluence of two big incentives, okay? And this is why when anyone questions, you know, my motives and wanting to get rid of governments and why I don't think IP is necessary, that I can always take it back to the two core incentives. The first one is there's a clear incentive to the country of Nepal to have people go up there because since they own the property, they are the ones that get to dictate how the money comes in for that. Hmm. So they have an incentive to get people up that mountain, and as many as they can. I'm assuming most of these people aren't Nepalese citizens. So they're bringing money out of the world economy into their local economy, and they're not going to see it taken from anywhere else there. All it is is a net economic boon for them. Now there's a second incentive that comes in here and it's the it's a biological incentive it's called pussy now <laughs> since the dawn of man there's always been an incentive to being the biggest the strongest and taking down the biggest and strongest and what is bigger and stronger than a mountain and better better than that the biggest mountain this is literally the story of hercules
0: <laughs> Fighting the gods, I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I think. I think the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Nepalese believe that the uh, the mountain is home to some gods. So, so perhaps, uh, perhaps there's more to that than you you jest. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but but yes, the whole thing is
1: it's the confluence of people will always have something to prove, and as long as there's something to prove, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. now what's funny though is i think incentive wise as i joked earlier i now no longer want to even entertain the idea of climbing because why hey, look they've got lines like that means this is not a small group of people i always kind of assumed that like maybe 10 or 20 people had ever climbed to mount everest but mm-hmm. now it's just like hey you go up there and you snap your selfie and you're you're done yeah
0: <laughs> i, I Who wants to I, do y- that i i know um It does. It takes, it's, uh, it's bizarre how that kind of works, right? That like all of a sudden this thing that seems so, I don't know. You say, I, oh, I climbed Everest. It's the biggest, you know, (sighs) highest peak in the world or biggest mountain. And it's, well, now it's just, there's, there's traffic jams up there and we'll, and we'll put a picture in, uh, in show what's funny about this is but.
1: there's that big thing in the, those documentaries about fire festival. It's been a big thing lately mm-hmm. where there, there's the talk about people not wanting to engage and be part of what they're doing. They just want to snap the picture and have the picture. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of this is that I'm going to be honest, I don't know who could be at the top of Mount Everest. And the first thing they're thinking about is, let me grab my phone and snap a picture here. I would personally just be sitting there trying to take in all of the majesty around me. I'd be up there going, you know what? I was right. Governments are evil.
0: Shout it from the the mountaintop,
1: right? I would probably literally shout it from the mountaintop. <laughs> I I'd be yelling from the top of, of Mount
0: Everest.
1: Ben, even up here, you can't get away from it.
0: No, and and that's think about that, man. That's a, the one of the most remote places I can kind of imagine, and and there you are
1: there you we, are we literally have to go to the Mariana's Trench to get away from it
0: <laughs> yeah and even then even then I bet you there's something down there that will get you yeah you know, um, some... so
1: when you initially sent me uh, the link to this and I'm just in awe the specific things the story is told as a narrative and this guy's talking about you know, basically what we were just saying he didn't expect it to be what it was when he got there he didn't expect to be waiting in a line mm-hmm. to get to the top. And at one point, he was taking note of all of the trash that was thrown about. And then he actually had to step over a dead woman at one point <laughs> to continue going up the mountain. Now, I guess dead people doesn't seem like all that odd of a thing to me. But the idea yeah. of like waiting in line and the entire line walking past the dead person. <sighs> look, I guess my question is. How happens the line how, stops. How does that right happen? There. How is there a situation where someone can die and it's not like, you know, immediately we don't shut down this thing? Like mm-hmm. any amusement park in the US, you hear a tale of one dead body. It doesn't even have to be a real, but you hear a story of a dead body. That place is shut down mm-hmm. until it's resolved, an investigation's been done, it could be months, it could be whatever, until they find it, you know, that, oh, nope, it was just bullshit. Well, What's different I can, here? I can
0: think of some, uh, I, I feel like I can think of some things where, where people have died and, you know, we just keep going. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. I know schools. People die in schools, and they never get like shut down or fixed or anything like that. Um, it's true. I don't know who don't runs know. those. I don't know who. who? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the government, would it? I mean, like Oops. those government-run organizations where people die. I mean, they shut those things down right away, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly how that functions.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's no there's no culpability on the government's part either, right? That's that's the problem. So you know, Everest is owned, I guess, by uh, Nepal and China, but it, it, most of these permits, I think, come from the Nepalese government. And uh, so I, you know, I don't know. Can you can you sue a government for for leaving you for dead? Um, uh, <laughs> well, they got to find you works. for
1: you to be able to sue, right? <laughs> and they got to prove culpability.
0: And and I I wonder, I wonder if there's a does it function like when you sue a
1: police force, and then it's just the people under that regime have to pay for it. Like, like say me, if Tamir Rice, you know, those family sued the city and won, and then the Mm -hmm. cop has to pay. Well, the cop doesn't pay out the police department that you know Mm. comes out of my tax money has to pay out and well since i'm the one who pays the tax this means they're gonna raise the taxes so that i have to pay even more tax wait so i'm the one getting sued when that happens that's
0: i you know i think that's that that point i think deserves more attention in the grand scheme of things um you know there's all these like class actions or, or cases against government. And I totally understand. And it's not something that I, I would suggest, um, you know, you don't go after the government when they cock up, um, and you, you have grounds to do something, but at the same time, um, understand what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're not getting money from the government. You're getting money from your neighbor. You're getting money from yourself. I mean, they're taking money from you and they're going to give it right back to you minus overhead and you know all those transaction fees, but, um, yeah, so, you know, (laughs) but we, you know, you go back to that, that incentive, um, and yeah, Nepal has an incentive to send people up the mountain. Um, they have an incentive to send a lot of people up the mountain, um, because those, those permits are, um, expensive. Um, I think I was reading this, this season. I'm not sure how long the season is. I I think it's probably like a month, maybe two. Um, this season in which you can hike Everest, um, they've sold 400, at least 400 at, um, $11,000 a a piece. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty significant. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not we're, not we're not talking pennies here. Yeah. We're we're talking about a very very
1: small country in a very very poor part of the world. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I'm sure there are companies in the US that make that more than that in an hour,
0: but we're not living in, you know, <laughs> Nepal. Well, and and that's it, right? You got to consider where you are. Um, and and uh, you know, that
1: well is there is there something that we I mean, can see you know. in there is this just mismanagement is it corruption um did we have any like have any said reasons for it
0: for the traffic jams or for for
1: Well let's just say in general i mean say so the reason i brought up the skiing mountains up in New York state is because look anything happens on one of those mountains you better mm-hmm. damn well believe that company is getting sued so you're not mm-hmm. finding trash thrown all over the place because it can become a problem. You're not finding dead bodies because they have to account for that. If somebody dies on private property, they're finding that person. It mm-hmm. seems to be that there's an allotment for this public space that never seems to be brought to account. Is is there a particular reason for that? Is there an incentive for a private company to be forthcoming and handle situations and be proactive that's not there with a governmental run property, you know, tragedy of the commons and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you, you get there, you know, um, you do, you have the the tragedy of the commons there. Um, you have the, the, the fact that, you know what, like it it doesn't matter. You know, like we just, it, it doesn't matter if you see the government, It doesn't matter. They're just going to, they're going to extract it from the people from somewhere else. They're going to, it's going to be in a court of their choosing by laws of, of their writing. Are Um, you feeling Chelsea Manning right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, you know what? I I, don't know. It's, it, leaves me speechless sometimes you know, and you think about it all it's like how how do we how do we even begin with all we, of this it's like how is it not something that is is talked about more or is understood more or is even like thought about well, you know um,
1: this is well as we're sitting here and we're having this conversation there is something this, very distinct that I'm noticing when we have this talk and it's not something that I can say happens when we would have have a conversation like this with any of our our leftist counterparts. You take it back to like green the the whole green thing. Um, you're going to get a lot of charts and a lot of graphs and a, a lot of data and endless data. There's always always data to go through. And what they never seem to realize is that. You can get data to say literally anything you want to say. You can set up mm-hmm. an experiment to do get exactly what you want and it's not as if any of these is not as if any of these organizations aren't paid for through educational institutions to get their grants and get their money through mm-hmm. government funding so but when we have these conversations. There's not a lot of talk of the numbers, but I don't think that that's a weakness on our part because I think that we're not trying to obfuscate what is an innate situation. This is like I will say like the Austrian um, Mm -hmm. insight is that I'm not looking for numbers that prove me right on something that I can see is absolutely true. That's why we focus so much on natural incentives and the way things play out as human beings would react because human beings are often not rational things. They go back and they'll justify the decisions they've made. But on the whole, they're pretty
0: predictable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um now, for sure that, you know, and that's the thing, like stats and all those numbers, all those studies, you know, depends who you, who you have do it, depends how you run it. Um, and, and to, to focus on all of that, sometimes it, it does, you, you get off the point, you get off the trail, you end up somewhere you, you're not intending to be. Um, well, and, and you can, so,
1: so often they're, they're very specifically there to make you not see what's really going on, like you're—they're mm-hmm. showing you a number, and oh my god! And it comes down to the China thing. They're showing you a number about oh well, this is what this particular type of energy, like what we stand to gain from it. Now, that that graph might look beautiful and it might be right. It's it's you know correct, but what that graph mm-hmm. isn't taking into account is that oh yeah, well while that's the case, you know, the carbon <laughs> that's going to be. Necessitated to make this a reality is actually going to be higher because you're completely ignoring this other industry that now exists that didn't to make this one possible. Nobody ever thinks about. They think about the energy that comes from like windmills and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yep. They don't factor in how expensive windmills are to produce, how often they have to be replaced, and all mm-hmm. of the, all of the energy that goes into that.
0: Right. Well, the you know, and and. And they all come with their own health effects too. I mean, you know, windmills are not um, quiet.
1: They're not um, slowing down the Earth, though, are they? Uh,
0: I that's don't the know. Thing I know. I heard. I have a, a crazy theory about um, windmills, but uh, I'll save that for for something else. <laughs> I'm
1: sure we're going to do a windmill specific <laughs> episode at some point.
0: Oh man, I feel like I that's got to happen.
1: Have you ever been inside one of them? No. It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine there. It's you know all that alternative energy stuff is is pretty cool and, and holds some promise here or there. But uh, we talked about before, you know, when you when you get the government involved and you start subsidizing things, that kind of uh, you lose you lose it. Right, those numbers become. Meaningless. Who knows what numbers? Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, um, like we, we point out, like so, all of the all of the green energy, like ma- on a massive scale, that's happened in the U.S. has always been heavily, heavily subsidized. Which means they robbed somebody else to make that right. possible. So you don't have a any you don't have a, a, a cost benefit analysis that you can rely on because you don't really know. In the absence yeah. of somebody footing the bill for this, what would it have cost? You know. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it bugs me that no, people don't, they try and keep you from asking that question, and it's it's frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, what, what, what should it cost to climb Mount Everest? Should you have to pay to climb Mount Everest? Well, I think, we all know what my horrible, horrible
1: capitalist <laughs> answer to this question is going to be. The only person that can know that is a property owner that can weigh the benefits for and against what it's going to be. For all we know, that the natural mineral reserves in that are worth way more than people climbing it ever could be. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. There might be fewer people. Maybe he can make $10 million a climb
0: and they'll have Mm. less death by limiting it. You know? yeah yeah we're up to uh I think I think it's 11 11 dead this year um, so far <laughs> That's during so the, during insane season. to me. people are literally waiting in line to do something that 11 people have died doing this year. That's what one guy did. he actually died like waiting in line. He just <laughs> got like exhausted and, and fell over and died he it said he was in line for like 12 hours um, you know it's uh it's insane. and you think about that you know what what would happen imagine? Imagine waiting in line at, uh, at Six Flags for like twelve hours in, in Man, the sun all day long. I don't even wait long. in
1: line to go to dinner. <laughs> like, if there's a possibility that I'm gonna have to stand for five minutes, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. eating there. I'll go to the next place down the road. I know I really had my mind set on Olive Garden, but you know, I think I'm just gonna so. So, does moving. that mean
0: you would uh, you'd skip over to uh, Mountain Number Two? Whatever that is. How much is how much is mountain number two? Let's way my cost-benefit analysis. What am I getting out of it? <laughs> uh, as for the weather's probably the same when you get to the top. It's still probably cold and crappy. It's probably really, really
1: tall, right? I get to see like the curvature of the earth, or lack thereof, if you're one of those earth people. Oh,
0: that. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know. Depends on who you ask. You might I'm excited for
1: is. both of those types of people to listen to the show, but if you're a flat earther, please don't call me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy us giving you f- fodder for whatever conspiracy you want to prove, but it's not really my I, cup of tea. <laughs> I
0: love it. It's uh It's a. Uh, it's K2. K2. Tagore, which is I don't know. K2. K2, um, which is a. Looks like a part of Mount Everest. Fancy. So I think it's just probably, you know, something that kinda it's up there with Mount Everest. But to get outside of Mount Everest. Man, you gotta go a ways, I guess. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. You're still But I wonder I wonder how that works if you can still get permits for those places. I wonder how I wonder if any of them are privately owned. I doubt it. I doubt it. (laughs) Land isn't privately owned. What's privately owned? You don't privately owned land does not exist.
1: I mean, nothing makes that more evident than you know getting a bill at the end of every year for something that you have a deed to.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Paying always paying rent. Always paying rent. Always paying rent. (laughs) Um So
1: let's just paint a picture. Mm. Say that uh, tomorrow the the nation of Nepal fails. Uh, China needs to prop up their failing economy. And so they decide to auction the nation of Nepal off to the highest bidder. And some wealthy European says, all right, I'm buying Nepal. I'm going to start running this as a private organization. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. What are the first things that you see happening? I mean, you're going to have to make your money back, right? You got to figure out how to make that that business venture uh, black and not red. I mean, so, you know, you're probably, probably going to look to uh, this big tourist attraction, Mount Everest, um, you know, and, and go from there. Does that mean, uh, you know, you... you uh, you're still going to sell some, some permits? Eh, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't sell as many. Maybe you open it up during the rest of the year. Um,
1: you know what else I, I bet people can do? I bet there's some guy out there who's, you know, I think it's bullshit that only the wealthy of the world get to do this. And so I guarantee you, private company, private person opens that place, he's going to start mining on the one side of it without question. Because that's going to be how he manages to afford to own this natural beauty. And then what he's going to do is he's going to probably set up two different ways taking it to the top. He's going to have a natural version of it. Mm. Okay? On the one side.
0: And the natural one
1: is going to be a quarter, half a million dollars to do. And he'll only book one or two of them a year. But he's going to have very strict rules about how that happens. And he's going to make a ton of money for everyone who chooses to do that. Now, not everybody Mm -hmm. can do it. But you get those bragging rights for saying you did it. Now, on the other side of it, there's the other way to make money. Is that you make it something that everyone can do. And so, I'm going to bet on the other side of it, he's going to have a road built. And on that road... It's going to have a path so that people can get up there. Easy peasy. You can get that view. You can see that thing. Without having to go through all the hard work. And the millions yeah. of people a year that are going to choose to do that only paid 200 bucks to go to the top. And they don't get the bragging rights. Yeah. yeah. Now, in both of these cases... Nobody's going to go and do either of those things if it's full of trash. Nope. So he's going to have a team full of people that he's going to employ to make sure that that mountain stays pristine. Because if it's not pristine, it doesn't make him money.
0: Yep. Now, mm. is there... It a, or not. <laughs> do you see hall? a
1: reason for him not to do this? <laughs>
0: mm, nope. Not really.
1: You're not going to buy an entire nation and then not let the natural resources, which could easily just be beauty. mm -hmm. Like, like, well, well, I have questions about why some of our forefathers from America may have done some of the things they do. I do believe that at least with like the parks department, some of them legitimately wanted to preserve what they saw as being the natural beauty of our nation. Because believe it or not, even as a nation— no, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. not singing the praise. But not everyone's motivations are always evil. The fact of the matter is, is that even in the most capitalistic sense, there being beauty, beautiful things, you can charge, charge money for people to look at beautiful things.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, th- even, even with our, our national parks now, I mean, you still have to charge to, to go do that. I mean, New Hampshire, they're, um, they're and Vermont are, are looking at view taxes. You get a tax for, you know, because you get to look at something pretty, you know, you cut the trees off the hill you live on and now you have a view and now you have to pay the government extra. Um,
1: well, and, and this yeah. is why it frustrates me. So. People say, well, if you just, they'll just eventually erode it and there won't be any beautiful places left. That doesn't even make sense on its whole. The reason no. we think of that is because here in the US, beautiful places are cheap and free and easy to find. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go and find a creek out in the woods, you can do that. Now, if horrible industrialization happens in the way that people think want it to happen, or if people fear that it will, well eventually you're mm-hmm. going to run out of natural spaces which means they become very very profitable to those people who want to see natural spaces all right they're never going to go away that they can't because inevitably well, they become too valuable to go away at a certain point
0: and and I think there's you know the the left will tell you or the uh, I guess you can't call them left I don't know whatever they are um you know, we'll tell you that like land ownership is, is not something, right? You're, you're not allowed to own land. You can't own land. Um, but that's, that's, that's the way to protect it, right? There are people that will buy land. Um, my, myself being one of them, I would rather see, uh, my house and the land that it is on, uh, stay the way that it is, right? I, I don't, I have no interest in, in putting up a gas station, even if it is really profitable right now, you know, Part of me thinks that I think there there are enough people out there that would, um, you know, buy a little bit of land here or there, or maybe somebody that has a lot of money can buy a lot of land here or well, there. And you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit on it because well, I think this grasshopper uh, is more important than uh, you are. So, well, what's what's
1: really funny is that, So it's always the leftists to assume that anyone who would buy a property has ill intent with it. I mean, what does that just, say about who they are? They, they think the only value somebody can find in this is monetary. They don't think it has. They don't see others believing it has a natural and inherent value as and for what it is.
0: Clear cut it and burn it. Slash and burn. That's all you want to do, right? For just the record, I mean, if you
1: know anything about
0: the logging industry, mm-hmm. like
1: there is no incentive to clear cut. The only place clear-cutting happens, in my experience, is, oh, wait, nations in, say, South America, where the government sells out entire forests. If you own a forest, it's in your best interest to keep that forest there and making you money for as long as possible. You're never going to clear cut. Yeah. You're going to cut what you can cut. Have your the the, the company that comes in and does your logging is go- then going to plant more trees to fill in the space. With it. And it, it's there's a life cycle That's of the forest right. you
0: create. Down down here in the south, we have a lot of that. Um, you know, they're they're more or less planted pines, um, and they they plant the pines and they let them grow up, and then they go in and they more or less just clear cut it. They just come in and they cut it all down. It's a couple acres here and there, 10 acres, 50 acres, hundred acres or, but nine times out of 10, that's then replanted. Um, you know, and they keep doing that. And, and that's, that's, you know, what that is. Um, they're, they're putting the hole back, you know, they're filling the hole that they, they created because, because they're going to be able to make more money that way. than uh, if they just, you know, let it go. Well,
1: and that's and that's also in like the most narrow sense of this. Like mm-hmm. the longer you let the businesses go on and, and people find more profitable ways to do things, right. the better the business is going to get, inevitably. You know, in in the case we're talking about a forest, you know, sure there's the tree rights you have to it, but what about the wildlife rights, you know? Say next to those logging trails that get used three months out of the year when it's dry enough to do it. Mm-hmm. you know say we set some hiking trails up and so you get to go and appreciate the natural beauty of, of an area you get to see the wildlife there's <sighs> there's, there's more than one way to make money on it and the fact of the matter is when people aren't trained to make money they only see yeah. the big glaring
0: obvious answers because they're not they're not there too <laughs> right no and, and that's true I mean that's what it, ta- it takes you there are so many ways to make money that I cannot see because um, I don't have the knowledge base of, of that particular area. You know, I couldn't look at uh, I don't know the ocean and and tell you you know all the ways that you could make money off something. You know, there's there's entrepreneurs. That's what they do, right? I mean, and you're an entrepreneur for a reason, and and I'm sure there's areas of specificity that uh, you know. Uh, a computer tech guy is not going to be able to tell you the same thing that, uh, I don't know, your your livestock guy is, but they're still going to well, be able to develop is, is that, new things. And where this all gets into problems is because there's, an,
1: there's a value on certain things. That computer tech is going to tell you one value of that property, say, on the mineral uh, viability of the mountain or the property, where they can go and get X you know minerals out of there to create computer chips and do certain things and the logger's going to tell you he's got this type of mineral availability and this type of you know money he can make out of it and the fact of the matter is that those resources do belong to humanity or belong to the earth in a sense but the only way to find and decide value in an efficient and Scalable way is to find people that are good at distributing those resources and giving mm-hmm. things up that are going to help the most people. And that's why that's why the whole socialism thing kind of falls flat after a certain point, because at the end of the day, it's about allocating resources that were available to everyone and now they're only available to a select few. And you need to have prices to do that. You need to understand mm-hmm. the value in a market. The idea, like the minute you you talk about going back to barter, I mean, you're doing the same thing. Coins, Bitcoin, money, all that is is a way to denominate and simplify and make easier a process that already existed. Like that's Mm -hmm. markets doing what
0: markets do, naturally evolve. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, uh, there's not enough time to get into it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And makes um, it a whole lot easier. Anyway, uh, one thing I want to mention. Going back. Um, sorry, I get all on my the, tangents, my tirades. No, here no, no, no. we, we go, we go. Um, the the Nepalese that um, are the Sherpas, the folks that live around there, and that's where they, I assume, get their income. Um, or one of the ways they get their income, I guess. One of one of their revenue streams. Um, they, they clean a lot of this stuff up. A lot of the trash that gets left behind, a lot of that that sort of stuff. Um, they'll come pick it up. They have uh, landfills. They have pits that they fill up with with garbage, um, with combustible garbage. Sometimes they burn it, sometimes they send it to China and it gets, it gets put in a landfill, sometimes it gets recycled. But they are the ones that clean it up. Not the government, not the people that... Um, you know, is it, we're paying the government and is it in and possibly
1: out. because they know people are going to stop coming if it's a shithole and they're making money off of people being there I, you know <laughs> there's an incentive to keep people pa- patronizing their nation
0: <laughs> yeah right go figure why Why would they do that you know why would they want to keep 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 it nice so they have a job
1: what it boils down to is, you know, kind of getting back to what we were discussing in a much broader way two episodes ago. Human beings are a natural thing, and we have mm-hmm. natural things that we do. And of those natural things that we do, is self-preservation and trying to make the world around us more hospitable to us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at a certain point, that 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 reaches diminishing returns. Like, eventually, if we try and do too much without respecting what's around us, we will eventually die. And we'll do something to inevitably make that not happen. The point is, is you can't place arbitrary value on that.
0: Nope. Nope. And that's what, uh, that's what governments are good at. Arbitrary value. I think I think this is a good idea. This is this is a good amount. This is good 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 bit of money to charge for this. Yeah. This is you know. How that, did you How did you arise? Look, look at the central planning. So,
1: <laughs> you talk about it. The socialists in the you know USSR used to literally use Sears magazines to decide what they had to charge for things because they had no way to know value with no pricing system.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> like, like literally how, how do you rip, like, knock
1: off the capitalist nation next to you? I mean, the only reason China <laughs> currently functions is because, by and large, while the nation functions um, very communistically, they rip mm-hmm. off capitalism, left and freaking right. Is the only reason it's been able to stay viable.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and it, it'll, it'll. I, I don't know. I don't know China that well, but I think it will. It will come to. Reckoning at some point. At a certain point, I have a guest that
1: we're going to have to have on. And it's going to be confrontational, but I want to do it. Um, (laughs) One of my family members is a college professor out of Montana. Who? Who has spent a great deal of time employed by a university in China. Okay. And has spent time living over there. And me and him have what I would call divergent viewpoints on things. <laughs> oh, China.
0: But China, China.
1: But while I say that, it's very interesting because if you were to to I mean you look at him, he is very you know, he's a he's a mountain-y man, he lives in Montana. All mm-hmm. of his photos are him out in nature hunting and living off the land and doing those kind of things. So <laughs> it's it's super interesting to me um to see kind of where he lands on things i've never gotten into an a, an no. all out argument with him but we've definitely kind of you could see that yeah i get the impression that like i knew enough to he didn't really know where to take the conversation unfortunately it wasn't mm-hmm. like talking to one of my you know just general republican relatives that are going to spit some talking points because they'll talk about you know what they'll talk about, and they'll be they're generally not well thought out arguments. But when I start talking about you know the problems with the the green initiatives, the way they exist, for me it almost inevitably and always boils down to the economic costs and how those economic costs will absolutely affect human life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got to get Bob Murphy on here
0: at some point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a list of guests in mind. We we'll, we'll have to. I know, have to I've figure been, it out. I have
0: been scribbling, scribbling some
1: some <laughs> things. But. we, we I, I was in a in a chat room for you know listeners talking about, um, you know the, and it keeps coming up more and more now, nuclear energy, and why why leftists to want alternative fuels want to get away from fossil fuels. Don't ever talk about it. It's not even like they say negative yeah. things about it. They just ignore it like it doesn't exist. It's yeah. not real. <laughs> and it's something that has a legitimate, you know, I digress. My point is, is, you know, I want to get somebody on who actually knows about that kind of stuff. I, I There's people I want to talk to that have, yeah. I, I would love to, I you know who I would really love to talk to. The dude who started that ocean cleanup company that sells bracelets. I want to talk to that dude so bad.
0: That would, he'd be an interesting guy. That'd be an interesting dude to talk to.
1: I mean, dude, that uh, entire I'd idea my father behind on. that is so my thing. Like, hey, I want the oceans to be better. How can I monetize this? How can I mm-hmm. do something good for the world while making it make sense? Even if that dude just starts the company, never makes a dime off of it and walks away, but found a way okay. to improve the world while simultaneously making it cost-negative. Nav- yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so way to go. People walking around like there's not alternatives and not ways to do things because at the end of the day they don't want there to be. They don't want to think about them. They don't want to be in charge when they just want someone else to fix it. Which is well, there's, always, yeah. Let's let somebody else do it. And I, I don't think that we can do that. Certainly no, not I... if we want any real gains in the arena of fixing the actual issues. You have to take a headlong on. You have to desire mm-hmm. taking them headlong on, and you have to find a way to do that without screwing up the entire planet in the process and perhaps doing anti-human things. I don't think it's well, any I coincidence think... the left focuses on the anti-human ways of doing this. Yeah. They have for, oh wait, since the 60s? Silent
0: Spring and all that? Mm. I love me some Rachel Carson. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, you know, that it, it is. It, it um... It requires a little bit of imagination, not even imagination, just just thinking, I guess, um, you know, to, to process it through and and that that R word everybody is is afraid of, you know, that that responsibility thing like you, you are responsible. Stop. Stop. Thinking that the government is is responsible for it can't be. Cutting down on plastic bags. You know, if you don't want to use a plastic bag, don't use a freaking plastic bag. But you don't need the government to tell you that. You know, Shop if, it all day. If, Right? If, if litter is not cool, if you think litter is bad, then don't litter. Don't litter. You know, oh, I mean, I like, don't idea. wait for the street sweeper to come by and pick it up. Don't Just don't do it. Don't start, a, or don't go to an
1: uh, a climate change um, summit in a private jet <laughs> mm. Burning more carbon than the entirety of some small nations will in the next year just to be there.
0: The the, the personal awareness um, of some of it just. Well, just but that, my that
1: mind, but though. that also boils down to the way that we look at the government being different than everyone else. People look at government as being a parent. Mm. There, they're there to help us and do the things that we just we don't want to deal with ourselves. They're there to protect us. And you and I fundamentally don't see that. We see them yeah. as what they are—a collection of people with their own <laughs> motives and incentives that we happen to give arbitrary power to. Yeah,
0: it's curious, you know, because uh, people do people do see government as this sort of parent figure with their their arms wrapped around you, keeping you safe. And um, how is that possible know, with like everything that we watch them do? <laughs> we well, but I, I like even harken back like. I got along with my parents? Like I talked to my parents, we get along well. Um were their choices always the best for the record? But that, that's it. <laughs> their choices weren't the best. And, and there was a point when like they made perhaps the I easy was, choice for them like, at the time and but like I raged against that, right? I mean like I I never wanted that. I never wanted somebody like telling me what I could do or what I couldn't do. Like do do people honestly go through their life like wanting someone to tell them what they have to do? Ultimately, I, mean, I that... believe
1: most people do. I think that there's very few people like us that just fall off the wagon and we don't see the world that way.
0: Oh man.
1: It's frustrating. I know. Uh, I don't know. Eh, I, I mean, like, I, I've, I've said in a number of places that I, I think that the thing that a lot of libertarians kind of get wrong is they don't look at the government as being a market Good. Like I think it's a fundamentally bad thing, but it is something mm-hmm. that arises because of markets. It arises because yeah. people want to avoid responsibility at all costs. L- just look at Congress. Like the entirety mm-hmm. of the way that functions is: let's give the president as much power as we can, so we don't have to deal with the repercussions of making a decision. And then look where we get. That's, that's an interesting. You get a fucking lunatic like.
0: Congress, <sighs> Inter- that's interesting um,
1: like we, we don't focus on the fact of the matter is, is the reason government exists the reason people believe in it is because they have to because if they didn't right. like why does the FDA exist because most people don't want to think about their toothpaste they don't want to have not, to deal uh, with yeah. that so this thing does it for me I don't want to think why, why do we have the EPA well I don't want I don't want to be the one to have to think about the trees somebody else think about the hmm. trees for me yeah. Like well and i'm I'm sorry folks right. the best thing we can do is to be responsible for ourselves,
0: yeah, yeah, if you go you go hiking up a mountain, um you know you know that that is uh that's on you, um, I guarantee you wouldn't even drop you know?
1: that trash if you knew it was somebody's, and they owned it,
0: yeah, well, and that's the thing there I was reading something about um there used to be oxygen canisters that people would leave behind and um, they've, they've become too valuable now that uh, if they do get left behind somebody picks them up and takes them home with them um,
1: Wow! so I don't know we've, we've talked a long time about this oh uh, yeah <laughs> up I'm, gl- da- I'm glad yeah, that yeah. one article can like sustain you know 45 to an hour minute long episode
0: <laughs> like literally <It's> anger <laughs> Anger. Well, I think that the thing I don't know, is it's anger. It's just there's like, enough theory it's, it's in there. That you can talk about it. Yeah. Like yeah. even
1: this, that one little article. You when you really break down all of the implicit things that it says, like there's a lot going on there. It just is, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't pay attention to it.
0: No, it's. Uh, I'm sick of libertarians not paying
1: attention to it, especially. Ah, <sighs> I know. Don't make them angry, man. Nobody listen. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I'm not making them angry. This is this this is the uh the dime tap. This is what you need. Make the cough go away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they should be it should be hate listening at this point just to find out exactly why <laughs> the libs have been roasting them in this particular department for so long. When I think all of the science I, uh, uh, and all of the theory is on our side. <laughs> it it
0: it um it is. I think it is. Like the social sciences agree with eventually me. Eventually it'll show up. Careful. Careful. <laughs> Make everybody here. All right, so. All right. Well, um, I don't know. What do we need to tell people before we disconnect and I mean, we'll, turn this off? Go to freemarketsgreenearth.com if you want to learn more.
1: Go at, tell people about mm-hmm. this. It's the biggest thing you can do right now. Go tell people, get them to subscribe, listen to the show and start spreading the word because I really want this to be an important thing. And I think we have a message that is direly needed, especially with like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) without getting into the, the politics of what's going to happen in the next, next election cycle. We really need to have our ducks in a row. I think, I think we, Mm -hmm. we, we've, we've seeded too much ground to perhaps a uh, a group of people we don't want to have a lot of ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this so, is so the true. more,
1: pe- this the is more people we can get listening to, paying attention to this, uh, the better off we are at resting some control back into our own hands.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. So, right. Tell your friends, tell your friends, share this on uh, whatever platform you...
1: And if you really like, like us...
0: It. You can go listen to Homesteads and Homeschools with Ben or
1: Sounds Like Liberty with me.
0: Go check it out. Peace. uh, (laughs) Nah. Peace. He just
1: wants to belabor it. Peace.